They call it the City of Splendors, Crown of the North. I find myself in the company of diamonds in the rough. A goblin turned good. A druid out of his element. A tough tiefling with a troubled past. And a bookish human who is more than meets the eye. A motley crew to be sure, but I wouldn't have it any other way. Indeed, some call it the City of Splendors. To everyone else, it's simply Waterdeep. Max, Doran, and Ledger, you uh, are all on your way to Adit's Wizardly Home Security, uh, which you have the business card that Panana gave you, and you are going to investigate them because all of the establishments and manors that have been broken into recently were clients of this establishment. Uh, so the, the business card is taking you to an address in the Trades District, uh, which is a district of Waterdeep that is kind of where a lot of the commercial business happens. Um, you know, we've already been in like some taverns and some little shops in other districts and other wards, uh, but the Trades District is like the bazaar, right? This is the, this is the marketplace where everyone comes and you can get, you know anything from across Faerun here. That is that is what you enter into, this, you know, bustling marketplace, uh, shop vendors calling from their stalls, trying to get you to pay attention to their wares, um, people rushing from one, you know, shop to another, trying to get everything that they need to fill that hole inside of them left because they didn't get enough hugs as a ch- child. And so now they try to fill it with material things. Um, and so on that uh, terrible downer, that's where we'll start this episode. So that's where you are. Max is going to look at Doran and say, you know, I bet we could get the best meat pies ever here. Maybe, but the Chultish duck pies seem the best to me. Uh, we could try it. Yeah, but we weren't we weren't in the trade ward, you know, like this is... This is where people go to fill the hole in their soul mm-hmm. left by not getting enough hugs as a child. A meat pie could do that. A meat pie could fill that hole. Doran will immediately turn into a bloodhound and start smelling for meat pies. <laughs> Max is going to turn to Ledger and say, you may not know this, but we love our meat pies. Shelton meat pies? Chilton meat pies made with the best dinosaur Chiltons can buy or find or hunt or kill. I don't know how it works. I just buy the meat pies after they're made. Ugh. Those are made with the absolute worst parts of the dinosaur. Uh, we know, we know. Doral's like, the best parts! But it'll come out like, arf, arf. <laughs> I'm a goblin, it doesn't matter. Ledger's curious if, um, if he has ever heard of Adit's wizards. Home security. Ledger has heard of Adit's Wizardly Home Security. They are uh, regarded as the premier home security establishment in Waterdeep. You all know that we're playing in a slightly modified version of Waterdeep. Like in the real version of Waterdeep, there isn't quite this much crime. In this version of Waterdeep, the, the sharp rise in crime has resulted in you know, this sort of business kind of popping up here and there and lots of wizards trying to get in on it. Adits has been the most successful. Do we know if Adits has had any sort of other 
mishaps other than what we are specifically investigating now? Have we heard of anything else? Nothing that you're aware of. Okay. Nothing in the Waterdeep Underpress about scandals or... You haven't looked? Oh, man. Dang it! We haven't looked in the Underpress? Where is Gilly when we need him? I know. Are there any Waterdeep Underpress? I was going to say, how do you get a Waterdeep Underpress without a Gilly? <laughs> yeah, are there any any um, halfling sales men, <laughs> sa- newsboys, about in the trade ward? Uh, yeah, you can see three where you are. Oh, e- good. E- news- newsies for the, the Waterdeep Underpress are like the Starbucks of Waterdeep. <laughs> Yes. Max is going to walk up to one and be like, hey, Gilly. Oh, wait. You're not. You're not Gilly. Hey, will you send Gilly our regards? And he's going to hand the newsboy a Waterdeep Detective Agency business card because, hey, always be branding. And then we'll ask uh, how much for an underpress. Five copper pieces. Max will give him a silver and say, "Keep the change, kid." So he takes the he takes the silver coin and uh, straight up drops your business card on the ground and turns around to keep like trying to sell newspapers to people. Max will walk back over to where Ledger and Doran are and will kind of fluff open the underpress and do a quick scan to see if we see any other reports of uh, break-ins, any other security, home security, business security agencies mentioned, but specifically we're looking for Adit's wizardly home security. Um, so you don't see anything about specifically Adit's home security, but you do see that the cover story is a rash of burglaries sweeping Waterdeep. Oh, interesting. Any, any specifics that we know that wouldn't be widely known until written in a newspaper like this? Um, Just that no trace of evidence has been found at any of the robberies. No mention of perfume? No mention of perfume. Got it. All right. uh, Let's go. um, Let's go talk to Adits. On the way, Dorn will just kind of be sniffing the air, looking for anything out of place. Oh, yeah, that's right. I, Brad, I want you to roll a perception check. And because you're a bloodhound, you have advantage. 21. 21. Okay, so you when you turn into the dog, you're immediately sort of hit, not by the smell of the meat pies, but by a subtle sort of stink that kind of pervades the entire air around you. And it is the stench of the corruption. The corruption? The corruption, and it's this very kind of like you definitely wouldn't smell it as a gnome. Your average human wouldn't smell it. It is because you turned into a bloodhound that you can smell it, and it is kind of it, it's not coming from a particular direction, but it is sort of everywhere. Dorian will just start barking. No words. Sparking. What is it, boy? Ledger's not really sure how to react, so he comes over and kind of. Uh, Ledger starts you know, sort of giving him a little rub behind the ear like you would to uh, to comfort a dog. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of st- he startles, turns back mm-hmm. to normal. The corruption, it's here, it's here! Uh, where, where, where? And he'll start looking around and Max is going to be looking for any sort of like fleshy, dangly bits <laughs> from people uh, in, in the crowd around him. It's like everywhere! 
I don't know. What are you two talking about? This, uh, corruption. I've ascent here to, to find it, and I found a little bit on some drow, but now it's, now it's all around us. Drow. It's evil stuff. It's destroying my forest. Yeah, we, um, well, we had a, we had a little run-in with, um, with the plague rats, and one of them had some corruption on his arm. I thought we had him, but the trail went cold. But here we are again. Max would like to... Max would look around. I, I would actually try to, you know, either use my passive perception of 20 or my passive investigation of 22, or I can roll to see if I see anything as we're standing in this area where Doran is rightfully freaking out. Uh, go ahead and roll for me. Okay, which would you like? Investigation or perception? Um, perception. All right. That's a 14 on the dice, so 19 total. You don't really you don't really see anything out of the ordinary. Everything around you looks like the Waterdeep Trades District as it normally is. Did Doran smell any meat pies in, in addition to the corruption? No, you got too excited by the corruption. Dang it. All right. So well, we'll just make our way over to the... At its wizardly home security... Ledger is kind of, as we walk, keeping an eye out to see if he sees any stalls uh, that that have weapons, particularly swords. Um, unfortunately, when he was apprehended, he lost uh, his favorite sword, and although he's not supposed to be armed, is interested in, in purchasing uh, a longsword if, if he sees one that catches his eye as they're walking. You are you're headed into kind of the center area of the trades district, and you know that radiating out almost like the spokes on a wheel are several other streets, and one of those streets is the Street of Swords, uh, that has like a lot of the weapons and that, and that sort of thing. You could take that on your way back. Yeah, I won't go out of our way. I'm just looking around to see what's being offered and if there's anything interesting as we're walking through the uh, through the streets. Since you're not allowed to use a weapon, uh, Doran would actually be fine having the sword attached to his back and you could just use him like a sheath. That would when be you, amazing. You <laughs> <laughs> a little mobile sheath. We can get around the restriction if we have to. You draw the sword and then Doran turns into a bear. That would be a pretty terrifying... Entry to combat. That would be metal, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, you don't really see any weapons, any swords or anything like that. You you get to Adits and you find yourselves in front of a large, nondescript building. Um, there is uh, a sign over the top that just simply reads, you know, Adits Wizardly Home Security. Uh, and inside, you can actually hear uh, sort of like a lot of commotion. Um, there's there's something very noisy happening inside, uh, but uh, there are two um, large glass doors that are kind of tinted, so you can't really see through them at the entrance. Max is going to point to one side of the double doors and like motion for the other two to go lean against it and listen and Max will go to the other side and we'll put that goblin ear right up against the glass uh, let me have all of you roll perception checks 
Max got a 16 on the dice, so 21 total. Doran got a 13. Uh, Ledger's a 19. Um, Max, you, from inside, hear what can only be described as exuberant gnomish invention. Uh, You hear, like, screams, the sounds of gears clanking, low explosions, and, like, the kind of maniac giggle that gnomes have for small explosions. Doran will just be like, rock gnomes. Max is going to look at Doran and kind of point at him and say, you want to take point on this? All right. He looks annoyed. Well, I mean, I, I'm, I, gnomes and goblins don't, you know, like, we're, I'm, I, I'm just trying to be respectful here. I don't do the invention thing. It's not natural. <laughs> that's, that's fine. I just, you know, like, you guys speak your own language. I don't think they're going to want to talk to a goblin. Well, that's, that, yeah, good, fair point. And Doran will walk through the doors. Max will hang back a bit and just kind of watch. Uh, but I would like to, I would like to try to hide in whatever shadows are in, like, just inside the doors, maybe. Because um, I, I want to stay hidden while uh, Doran and Ledger walk in just so that I can... I don't know. I just kind of want to skulk about and investigate while he's got them distracted. Okay. Um, So the entryway, there aren't a ton of shadows in the entryway, but there is like a large potted plant that you can kind of lurk behind to avoid notice. (laughs) The entrance to this building is very well lit. uh, And there's, you know, um, like some nice couches and chairs off to one side. Uh, At the other end, kind of opposite those couches and chairs, there's a large... It's it's like a split-level desk uh, where a human would be comfortable, and then there's a lower section where, you know, a gnome or a dwarf or a halfling would be comfortable. And behind that desk is a young human woman who is um, filing her nails... Uh, and as you open the door, a little bell rings, and she looks up, but she doesn't stop. And she says, Hello, welcome to Addit's Wizardly Home Security. How can I help you? Doran walks up to the desk at the gnomish part. Well, we'd like to speak with someone in charge. This is, uh, we're with, uh, the Waterdeep Detective Agency. And he'll hand up a card to her for the... Waterdeep Detective Agency. So she scoots her chair over to the smaller side of the desk um, and takes the card uh, very like delicately with two fingers with uh, um, much too long nails. (laughs) And she says, uh, she says, do you have an appointment? Yes. No, no, we don't. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I was ready for that deception check. <laughs> Doran should make all of his deception checks at a disadvantage because he's terrible <laughs> oh, at it. I don't think he's ever made one. I don't think he has either. <laughs> I love it. She sighs and she's like she says, "Let me see what I can do." And she stands up and she she walks through a door that looks like it's too small for a human. Um, it would be a little big for a gnome. Like they tried to make it bigger for her or for, you know, someone else, but 
like they it was a token effort and as the door opens the sound of explosions and uh, mania get louder and then it gets quiet again as the door closes when, when he hears that sound Dorn will do the thing where he puts his fingers on his bridge of his nose <laughs> Max wants, I want to sneak through. I want to try to surreptitiously follow. Roll a stealth check. All right. That's a, um, uh, that's a 10. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you didn't want to make a bad impression. (laughs) Well, uh, I was, you know. I have a contingency plan if I get caught. She doesn't seem to notice you. Even better. Is she still filing her nails? Yeah. Yeah, she's not. She's also not super observant. So she's leaving the room. Uh, she left this foyer area, the entry, the the sort of like sitting entrance room. So Ledger whispers to Doran, what is it exactly that, that you want to find out here? Doran will whisper back, well... All of the break-ins were done with these people's security system in place, so it stands to reason that someone who worked here might be the culprit. Okay, I I have an idea, I think. Uh, When she comes back, just just follow my lead. Dornal, thumb his nose, nod his head. Max, so what you see as you enter the back is... Rock gnomes. Barely contained... Chaos. You see mayhem on a level that you were wholly unprepared for that seems poised to spill out into the streets of Waterdeep and yet somehow is just barely held in by the confines of the walls of this building. Uh, gnomes are crawling all over like a scaffolding that makes up the central portion of the building. And they are testing spells and inventions and magical items in various capacities that seem at first glance insane and at second glance still insane. What Max was specifically going to try to look for when he got back into the main workshop area, uh, Max, I was going to try to see if I could find any sort of stash or um, uh, the, the the pass keys, the little crystal pass keys that Panana had. I was Max wants to see if he can find any sort of cache of those that have been. Um, duplicated or or kept that was my main sort of my goal and in, in sneaking back there but if it looks like chaos and it and it looks like there's more going on I'll just try to keep my keep my distance and see what I can discover so you see the receptionist she goes into um, there's like this row of offices where you know one wall facing the ent- the the main portion of the building is glass so it's like a big window and then there are little gnomish desks in each one of these offices uh, and she pokes her head into a couple of them before she finds one where the gnome sitting behind the desk nods her head 
um, and, you know, picks up a bunch of files and that sort of thing. And then you see her as she is getting ready to leave the room. There's a, a like a lock box hanging on the wall behind her. And inside is two rows of those crystals, each with a little tag hanging down from them. Um, and she closes that lockbox and turns a little key and um, with a, you know, big um, like file folder uh, follows this receptionist back towards the main entryway uh, that they that the, the receptionist had come in from. As they leave, I want Max to, to go into that office. Um, okay, so roll another stealth check, but now you can have advantage on it because the people that would notice you are, you know, these insane gnomes doing insane things. Uh, I got a 17 plus 5, so 22 total for stealth. The other one was a 6. Fantastic. Okay, so the, the caveat to this is you also notice with your 20 passive perception um, that these windows are being broken by the insane experiments that are happening in the middle of the room. Um, and as they're being broken, a crew of gnomes is sort of just cycling through the offices, putting new glass panes in the windows. Uh, so this is sort of like the job that guy from the scupper den wishes he had. <laughs> Max is going to make a mental note to suggest that they come up with some sort of either invulnerable glass or self-repairing glass. Uh, but you you realize that if you go into that office now, it's only a matter of time before those windows window repairmen get to that office. Do I have an idea of how much time I have? They're uh, a good three or four offices down now. Okay. Um, so you, you believe... They're working pretty quickly because they're gnomes and they're very efficient. But uh, you believe that you have a good five or ten minutes that you could hang out in there. And there's a desk in that office? There's a desk in that office. There's a little file cabinet. Um, and then that lockbox hanging on the wall behind it. Got it. Uh, my first stop is going to be the lockbox. Okay. Uh, we will do that in a second. Right now we're going to go to the entryway where Doran and Ledger, Ledger are waiting. Um, you guys see the receptionist come through the door and she sort of like nods in your direction without looking at you. And then behind her, a uh, older gnome woman carrying um, a binder full of papers comes uh, and she sort of, as she enters the room, she throws back her shoulders a little bit and she says, Welcome to Edit's Wizardly Home Security! Good afternoon. Does Doran know whether this is a rock or forest gnome? This is a rock gnome. Doran will say, well, hello, in gnomish. And then in common, we have some questions for you. Uh, she seems at first almost a little taken aback, like they're not used to having gnomish clients. Um, and then uh, a smile kind of spreads across her face. And she says... I've got answers. Let me tell you about our deluxe sapphire package. And she goes and she puts the folder down on a little table that's in the uh, entryway and starts flipping through these pieces of paper and brochures. And all of them have, you know, like different pack, different levels of home security and packages on them that you can get that uh, offer you, you know, various spells, wards, and even devices that you can use to safeguard your home. Pardon me, what's your name? And you're rich, 
I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> I'm hearing some whispers. She, yeah. <laughs> Max, Max's head like pokes back in through the door real slowly. And your rich backstory. And then back in to continue. Max is like, I don't have message, so I'm going to whisper really quietly. Uh, she seems almost, she's like surprised that you've asked her name. And she says, uh, she goes, my name is Nara. Good afternoon, Nara. My name is Ledger, like the book. And I keep track of the accounting for the Waterdeep Detective Agency. Uh, we have a bit of a need. We keep a lot of confidential, sensitive documents in our new office and I was wondering what sort of protection could be offered. Uh, Doran here says that gnomes offer the best services in the city, and, well, that brings us here. She says, ah, of course he's right. And if it's documents you need to protect, then you're looking for our Platinum Gold Pro Ultra Package. And she starts flipping through the papers again, really, you know, quickly trying to find the Platinum gold pro ultra package splendid uh and while she's looking for that uh max i uh assume you're looking to pick the lock on the lockbox. i i would like to in- investigate it first and then uh possibly pick it if i need to okay uh go ahead and roll an investigation check on it Six on the dice, so 13 total. Um, You don't notice anything too out of the ordinary on this lockbox. You do notice, however, that it is brand new. Oh. Like, like brand new. Like brand new. Like a week or two old. Do I get the feeling that if I were to mess with it, it would cause some sort of alarm to go off inside an alarm company? Um, it does look like the highest end sort of lockbox type thing that you have ever encountered. Um, and you wouldn't need a very high insight roll to think that messing with it would probably result in something weird happening. Um, all right. Uh, I would like to... Yeah, I think Max is going to kind of hit the desk real quick and see if I can find anything in there. Looking specifically for like a key, an extra key or anything like that, that I might be able to get into this lockbox with before breaking out the thieves tools. Okay. Roll, roll an investigation check or a perception check on the desk. Uh, 10 on the dice to 17 total for investigation. Okay. So you don't find a key to the lockbox, but you do find the order forms for uh, seven of these new lockboxes. For here inside the company itself, like an internal work order? Yes, like an internal sales order uh, to the Deep Harbor Safe Company. Oh, right. For seven seven of these lockboxes. Got it. Um, Okay. Then in that case... Um, Max is going to uh, wait for the window repair company to pass this office by so he can 
pop into the other offices down the row just to see if each one of those has a new lockbox installed. Uh, yeah, they do. All of them do. Got it. Okay. And they're all Deepwater Harbor safe company lockboxes. Yes, they are. Okay, I'm going to write that down. Max is going to try to gingerly, uh, with all of the skill that he has from his former life, uh, try try his best to gingerly pick the lock, but I'm, I'm doing this with the knowledge that if I mess up, it's probably going to be real bad. <laughs> I do have inspiration. Oh, there you go. I, I'm not going to give you advantage. So you can roll and then you can use your inspiration if you need to. If I need to. <clears throat> All right. So I got plus five on the thieves tools. Come on, baby. Don't let me down. <laughs> <laughs> Max is going to use his inspiration to cancel out that negative oh. one, or that natural one. Oh, no. Oh, good lord. Oh, good lord. Oh, all right, all right, all right. So that was a 13 on the dice, so 18 total on the inspiration roll. Okay, great. Uh, so the lock slips open. Um, and you are able to open the door. Now, I want to be clear. Just because I've picked the lock, I'm not. I am not fully opening this door. I yep. am. It is a crack, and it, and it is a peek, yep. and an investigate to see if there are any sort of tripwires or anything like that. Okay, roll sleight of hand. Yeah, I what. I, so what I want you to do is roll a sleight of hand and a perception. Okay, that's 13 on the dice, so 16 total on the sleight of hand. Okay. And uh, uh, 15 plus 5, so 20 on the perception. Okay, okay. So here's what happens. You crack the door just a little bit, and you're able to see all the crystals inside. Um, the interior of the, uh, the lockbox is, you know, also brand new. Each one of the crystals is also kind of strapped down and each crystal has its own lock mechanism there too and all of those look brand new as well interesting and you said something about a tag on each of the crystals and each crystal has a little tag on it with um an address written on the tag in the short time that i have to quickly peek through this box and I, you know, I'm guessing that because it's not open very wide, do I see Panana's Curio Shops address? No. I will, uh, Max will make a, a quick note of the different addresses that he can see. Just a, just some shorthand notes so that we can verify, uh, so we can go back and forth between the addresses that were robbed and the addresses that we have uh, crystals for in this specific lockbox. Great. Uh, now I want you to roll a D100. <laughs> oh boy. D100. Uh, that is a 47. It's good knowing you, Max. Um. <laughs> that pregnant boss. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Build the tension. Oh. Um, yeah. 
So you, uh, you, as you, as you like close the lockbox a little bit, you notice that the tips of your fingers where you're touching it uh, are glowing a little bit, like a sort of like a white radiance. Oh, is kind of emanating off of your fingertips, and when you turn around uh, to leave, you are met with the sight of a unicorn. A unicorn. A unicorn. <laughs> it is standing. In the office, like staring down at you, uh, and its tail is kind of like whipping back and forth a little bit. Hi. <laughs> it huffs a little bit. Max tries to wipe his hands off on his pants. <laughs> the glow remains. <laughs> uh, well, I guess this is a conversation we're going to have now. Hello. I'm Max. Okay, so the unicorn, uh, you say hi, and the unicorn goes, yo. Um, so, uh, what do I, what do we got to do for me to, uh, explain myself here? <laughs> unicorn goes, I don't know. Is any of this happening in a way that we can see from where we are? No, you guys have no visibility to this whatsoever. Although that would be a great design. Like there's also a big window that looks into the shop and you just see like Max dip into this office and then a couple minutes later, like a unicorn, like, um, so what's, what's your deal? Um, I'm, I'm investigating a robbery. What are you up to? That's like the most ironic thing you could have said, but it's awesome. Uh, the unicorn is like, well, up till a second ago, I was chilling, eating some apples. Uh, now I'm here. Uh, excellent. I am going to reach into my coat for a business card. And Max is going to like, like do the, the very, you're like the painfully like open and obvious, like open the coat, reach into the pocket, pull out a business card and show it to the unicorn and say, my name is Max. Uh, I am the lead investigator of the Waterdeep Detective Agency. We were given a lead uh, to come here and um, find out some information about a local string of robberies and uh, this is where it led me so yeah um, do you have a, a manager that I could speak to the unicorn goes wait so you're like a detective yeah <laughs> yeah man he goes oh man that's dope hey listen what if and then he disappears <laughs> Max looks around and immediately tries to be out of line of sight of anyone else. Yeah, so chaos continues out in the the main area. Like, it doesn't sound like anyone noticed this unicorn. Cool. Max would like to roll some sort of insight to see if the unicorn was on the up and up. Okay. That's a 12 plus... Three, so um, fifteen insight on the unicorn, just to make sure that he was, you know, where he was supposed to be. Um, as near as you can tell, Max, uh, the unicorn seemed unsurprised to be in the office, and uh, you know, not overly concerned about the situation at all. Oh my god. Has Max just been standing in this office showing a business card to nothing? 
having a conversation with himself. Well, that's what I've thought this was. I thought it was like a hallucination powder <laughs> on the alarm box. Oh my god, I love it. That's what I think is happening. Max has actually become intoxicated by some strange spell, and he's just imagining weird unicorns. But he's gonna believe it and tell Celine that he found a, a unicorn, and she's gonna be so angry that she didn't go with them. <laughs> awesome. Um, cool. Uh, are my fingers still glowing? No. Okay. Good to know. Max writes that down. <laughs> cool. I think Max is just kind of, I want to, oh, I want to do a, a, a circle around the workshop. I want to be as stealthy as I can, but I just want to, I, I kind of want to just get a feeling of whether there's any sort of ill-begotten goods happening. You know, like if there's, if there's any sort of mischief going on with the industry of these gnomes. Okay. Roll. Okay. So let's do, let's do your stealth check first. Um, All right. With advantage. Uh, ooh, that's good. <laughs> Natural one on one and a 13 plus five. So 18 total on the second. Great. Okay. So thank you advantage. That's good. We'll do your insight in a second. First, we're going to go back out to the entryway where Nara is, um, giving you guys the full download on the Platinum Gold Ultra Pro package. She's telling you about the wards. She's telling you about the translation spells that get put on individual documents so that if someone without the appropriate ring reads them, all they get is an indecipherable ancient language that was developed before you know, life came to this world. She's talking about uh, how they, you know, put a fire elemental at the bottom of the, the filing cabinet. And if one of the doors gets opened without the key, it'll explode and burn everything to the ground. So Doran runs out of patience very quickly. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he, he gives uh, Ledger a look like he knows what he's doing. And he ducks behind the desk and he kind of, he has short brownish hair, but he updoes it a little bit. And he pops back out. I want to speak to your manager. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Nara turns around and she says, well, I'm the sales manager. Oh, no. The perfect counter. <laughs> what can I help you with? Her enthusiasm is not diminished in the least. Doran looks helplessly up at Ledger like, I tried. I... <laughs> She's like, maybe you'd be more impressed by the Ruby Sapphire Gold Deluxe Platinum Extra Plus Package. And she drops the, the file completely and pulls out another one and starts flipping through that. Nara, I have to say you're the best sales gnome that I've ever spoken to. How did you get into this business? It's a family business. And what would you say is the best way for us to protect these documents. Like, Ledger just wants to keep her talking because he knows that Max is out just sort of snooping around, and he's also genuinely fascinated with all of these types of security because he has had the need to safeguard large amounts 
of assets before. Uh, Nara says, oh, you're looking for the red box package. And she pulls from a pocket, like a little red box and unrolls a scroll. And across the scroll are written, you know, like various items and things that would be used to secure um, both property and documents. And briefly, we will go back to Max and have Max roll his perception check. He's now been lurking through the back offices of Adit's Wizardly Home Security. You ready for this? Yes. 16 on the dice. 21, 21. total. 21. Raid horn. Beep, 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 You're beep. welcome. Okay, so Max, you, like the line level employees, the gnomes that are working on the crazy explosions that are happening in the background. So those gnomes look stoked. These guys are jazzed out of their minds to be just themselves, right? And they are being themselves everywhere. It's crazy. Uh, But you notice that there are like management gnomes, like middle management and upper management gnomes, gnomes in tiny little like blazers and suits (laughs) that are huddled together in various places and they look really concerned. They're whispering to each other. They're kind of like looking around to make sure no one is listening to them. And they are discussing something that very clearly scares them. Is there any chance that I can get close enough to hear any of their conversation? Yes. So you hear one of the managers kind of whisper to the other one, if people found out about this, if if they knew... We would be finished. Our business would go under in a day. No one would want, you know, to purchase their home security through us. Oh, man. I want to get one of those clipboards. It's time to introduce yourself. <laughs> you know, it's um, it's funny that you mentioned that because uh, that's exactly why I'm here. Hi there, Max, lead investigator at the Waterdeep Detective Agency. And Max is going to put, like, just goblin finger with... Uh, business card impaled on the fingernail down on the clipboard we should uh, we should go into your office and talk Max you're able to get through like half of that introduction before the gnome just is he loses it he's like holy Meanwhile, in the front room, uh, Nara is finishing up her synopsis of the red box package. And that way, if they don't have the key, they get turned inside out. Nara, that is amazing. Yeah, I'm completely fascinated by this. Do you mind giving us a a quick tour? This is unbelievable. Of course, we can give you a tour. Uh, You'll just need to sign the release first. Karen, get the release. And the, the receptionist behind the desk... Um, size and kind of pulls up like a stack of papers that's, you know, six or seven inches tall. And then she looks at Doran and she goes back and she pulls out another stack of papers that's six or seven inches tall. She says, you can read it if you want to, but basically it says we are not liable if you get burned, exploded, frozen, shocked by lightning, turned upside down, flipped over, drowned, eaten by a werewolf. 
have visions of unicorns? Yeah, 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 yeah. We get it, we get it, we get it, we get it. Great, okay. So you guys sign away who knows what. We'll get back to that in a later episode. Dorn's just like tearing his hair out. I've already been through most of that. I'm happy to sign. (laughs) (laughs) Um, She reaches, uh, there's um, like some hooks on the inside of the door that opens up with uh, hard hats of various sizes on it all the way up, you know, like down to gnomish size, which is closer to the floor. And then at the very top of the door, there's like Goliath sized hard hats. Wait, what? Wait, what? And she says, you have to wear these. And she puts them on. Well, she puts one on you, Doran. She hands one up to Ledger and she kind of ushers you back into the the back room um, where eerily um, some of the explosions the sound of that chaos has kind of died down. So when when we go, when Doran and, and Ledger go into this room and it's all the chaos that's dying down, are they all rock gnomes? You know, there are, there are a few um, forest gnomes mixed in. It's not exclusively rock gnomes. It's like Doran has a crazy axe to grind or anything. He just gets a little annoyed by rock gnomes and he's just really annoyed. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I feel like there's there's like this gnomish proclivity towards invention that is much more prevalent in rock gnomes, but it still exists in forest gnomes. And so a handful of forest gnomes have kind of entered into this business and they're helping out and doing stuff, um, but it is predominantly rock gnomes. And he'll just mutter to himself, rock gnomes. <sighs> Nara says, yep, rock gnomes. <laughs> what does Ledger see once we're back there? Kind of a, a toned down version of the chaos I described before. You see a lot more gnomes that are kind of like looking at one end of the building where it, you know, you, you see Max and two of the rock gnomes, one of whom looks like he have, has just ended a long stream of profanity. <laughs> yeah. yeah. How far away are they? Uh, they're a good distance. They're um, maybe 40 or 50 feet down. Doran's just going to start walking over there and go, well, thanks, thanks for the help. That's our friend. We're going to go talk to him now. Uh, Nara seems, she's like, what? <laughs> What's going on? Doran's already walking away from her. <laughs> yeah. She also doesn't seem to, like, she doesn't really have a course of action. She just kind of lets you walk away for a while before she kind of starts hurrying after you. Um, but she, you get the impression that she's more concerned about the liability than anything else. Nara, we're going to hurry over there and, and make sure that, that our our boss puts on his hard hat. She says, that's a great idea. And then Ledger will head over in the same direction to where that conversation's happening. Um, you arrive about the time that uh, the, the uh, lead quote-unquote gnome has finished some breathing exercises, and it looks like he has calmed down a little bit, uh, and he is looking at Max... And he says, he goes, wait, who are you? My name is Max. I'm the lead detective at the Waterdeep Detective Agency. And then he presents the business card one more time. Um, This gnome takes it and he looks over at the other gnome. And then he looks back at you. And he kind of, he's hesitant. You can tell that he's hesitant, but he's also desperate. Sure, you sure. You really... Like you're, you don't need the twenty passive insight. You are or twenty passive perception. Like this guy is at the end of his rope, and so he he turns to the other gnome and he he says, "That'll be all. I'll, I'll, I'm gonna talk to these guys in my office." And he 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 rushes he brushes you uh, that guy off, 
and then brings you into the end office. And this is an office that has, uh, it's like a corner office. A crew has just finished putting up a new pane of glass. <laughs> uh, and they, they rush off and he, um, he brings you all into the office. And then when he closes the door, he reaches into the pocket of his little blazer and he pulls out a crystal and he touches it to the door. And you can see kind of a magical shimmer sort of envelop the entire office. Does that protect from uh, outside scrying as well? He he like cocks an eye at you and he looks at you and he goes, no, it protects from goblin farts. What do you think it does? All right. Touche. <laughs> Max is going to uh, motion to the other chairs that I'm assuming are in this office uh, for Doran and Ledger to sit down. And he's going to point at the chair behind the desk for the gnome to sit down. And he's going to place his little goblin hands on the desk and lean forward and say, it looks like we have a problem in common. We've got some robberies, all with your signature security behind it. And um, it would be a shame if that were to leak to the Waterdeep underpress, wouldn't it? He, like, messes with some papers on his desk, sort of nervously, and he says, of course, of course, uh, and, uh, what if I were to, uh, procure your services? We could be, um, amenable to that request. Um, I think it's best for both of us if we lay all of our cards on the table. What's going on? What do you have a disgruntled employee? Is it internal workings with your security systems? Is there a flaw? What do we need to know here? He says, um, first I have to understand, if I do contract you, I would expect a certain level of discretion. Discretion is my middle name. What would really help us is one of these security systems for the office. Keep a lot of confidential paperwork there, and sounds like we'll be keeping some of yours, so. (laughs) The platinum package is of particular interest, and I really like the way that scrambles what's written on parchment. It's fascinating. Max is very impressed with Ledger at this point. (laughs) Doran is staring daggers at him. (laughs) I wish you were as cool as your bird. (laughs) Yeah, basically. Max will nod and say, yeah, yeah. How about that? We'll contract with you in lieu of cash payment. You uh, help us out with a little security system. Granted, as long as it's not flawed security. He looks back and forth between uh, Ledger and you, um, and he nods his head and he reaches his hand across the desk to shake yours. Uh, Max would like to roll insight to make sure that this is uh, not a trap. Okay, go ahead. (laughs) Uh, Three on the dice, so six total. Everything seems perfectly fine. Max shakes his hand. Um, He uh, sits back down and turns into a unicorn. I'm just kidding. (laughs) He... He sits back in his chair and he he seems to deflate a little bit. He says, no, a, a new system would be totally fine. It's the old system that's given us a problem. You see, three weeks ago, 
every single one of our ward crystals was stolen. Stolen, huh? I wonder how that's going to come into play in later episodes. Hello there, I'm Jason, your producer, also Max the Goblin Detective, here on Adventure They Wrote. Thank you for listening. I know we were off last week, I apologize for that. We should be back to a relatively normal schedule here soon. We will let you know. Just follow us on all the Twitters and the Instagrams and the social medias. It's going to be great. I guarantee it. As usual, I want to say a gigantic thank you to Tabletop Audio. We have a lot of sound effects in this episode. Uh, A lot of them came from my own personal collection that I have been gathering over the years and all that stuff. But for the most part, we use tabletop audio for everything. And I really think that it sounded great in this episode. I'm biased because I'm the one who put it together. But yeah, a huge thank you to tabletopaudio.com. Go there, check them out. 10-minute audio scapes for you to use for any sort of gaming need. They also have sound pads with a bunch of sound effects and all the different little blips and bloops that you need. And the best part, it's all free to use. You can use it anytime you want. And if you want to chip in, Tim has a Patreon. You can subscribe. We're subscribers. And uh, it's really cool because there are a bunch of alternate tracks that you can get as a Patreon subscriber. And we take great advantage of those on the show. So check them out, tabletopaudio.com. And like I do every week, I would like to say thank you to you for listening. Thank you for following along. I am hosting my very own contest on my Twitter page. We are trying to get the Adventure They Wrote Twitter handle up to 500 followers and beyond. And once we hit 500 followers, I'm going to give away some dice from tabletoploot.com and a candle from cantripcandles.com. I love both of those companies very much. The, the, The folks behind them are all really cool and we're all part of this awesome D&D community that's just fantastic so if you are listening to this I'm sure that you are already following Adventure They Wrote's Twitter feed but tell your friends and uh, I have a, a 10,000th tweet post on my Twitter feed share it, uh, retweet that and we're going to do a big giveaway and I'm going to pull a random winner from all 500 or more of our followers on Twitter at the Adventure They Wrote handle. So check them out. That's going to do it for us today. Thank you again so much for listening. And thank you for all of the amazing reviews that we've been getting on Apple Podcasts. You may not realize it, but those reviews go a long way into getting more eyes on our work. And, you know, that's the goal, right? Get more people to listen to our show. Anyway, thanks for listening. And tune in next time for more mystery. I'm telling you, if someone finds out, we're going to be ruined. We're, you know, the the entire company is going under. No one is going to want to purchase their home security with us. Oh, man. I want to get one of those clipboards. It's time to introduce yourself. <laughs> yeah, no, I, that's that's exactly where I was going. Do for. I just stride up like I know, like I own the place, like I've been there for, you know, 20 minutes picking locks with, with glowing <laughs> fingers and, you know, like, hey, I'm. I'm here investigating. I yeah, I think popping up after they said that and saying, well, I would hate for your business to go out of business, too, is a kind of a power play. <laughs> oh, <laughs> they man. Might, that is, they that, might not man. be happy with you. And there's explosions everywhere. So That's true. That's true. Well, I mean, and I can, I, I'm, a, I'm a goblin. I can get out of there if I need to. And that's the other part of it. A goblin just pops up like, oh, really? So before you go back in, I think that that ledger might, because he doesn't know what you've been doing. Right. Might want to see if she'll give him a tour of the back room. Oh, that's brilliant. 
because he's so interested in seeing this at work. You like he just wants to see the workshop and and really. Um, and Doran's just trying to think about forms that don't have hearing. So, do you want to go first, or have me lead in with asking? Like, I really want to, you know, see how this is this is done. I can hear, you know, everything going on in the background. So, me first, or you first, Fletch? What do you think? Okay, so I'm torn because <clears throat> I'm considering this from a narrative perspective and like how it is going to sound to the listener, right? And I would really, really love it if we got to do a thing where you pop up and the gnome reacts by going like, holy, and then we beep out like the the, yeah. the back half Just of have it a big for explosion. like a while. <laughs> I think that's... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then another mo- gnome is like, the most code <laughs> machine works fine. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but the smarter play is probably the tourist well, play. The, the, what about this? Like, Here, let's split the know. difference. <clears throat> uh, so the gnome managers say, uh, oh, man, it would really suck if somebody found out about this. Max pops up and is like, yeah, tell me about it. Um, I... Why do you think I'm here uh, with, you know, like card in hand? And then the holy, you know, holy bleep balls, bleep, 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 explosion. <laughs> and then hard, hard cut to um, Ledger, Doran, and Nara. And, I love it. And we can hard cut to, um, we're like already back there. So you could do no, that. I would. I would want a hard cut to Nara telling you, like, and that's when they get turned inside out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I dig, like it, I dig it. I dig it. I dig it. <laughs> All right. Okay. Okay. Let's do it. So let's uh, let's rewind uh, a smidge, and Fletch, if okay. you'll restart at the at the managers discussing their fears. 